Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast this morning is sponsored in loving memory of Isaac Chira Lava Shalom, Lilu Nishmad Yitzhak Ben Hana, sponsored by the Chira family. And breakfast is also sponsored by Joseph Enav in honor of his wife, Elizabeth Batya, and in celebration of the birth of their son, Mabruk Mazaltov. We also have an uh, extra sponsor for the cold brew coffee. This morning it's sponsored anonymously in, in, in memory of? Mordechai. Berachot should be made in memory of Mordechai Ben? Rivka. Ben Rivka. Azaku Baruch. Rabotai, there's something magnificent in this week's parasha of the rebuke of Moshe Rabbeinu, the Jewish people. You know, every father, every leader, they have so much inside them that they want to impart to their students to their children. They want to make sure that their kids get the lessons that they paid such a heavy price over their own life in order to be able uh, to, uh, to perfect and to learn. I lost this business. I had trouble with this relationship. I had an issue with this son or with this daughter. You know, I managed it this way. And you want to be able to communicate that to your children so that they don't make the mistakes that you made with their grandchildren. You want to communicate it to your students. Moshe Rabbeinu at the end of his life is told your job ends here, you're not taking them into the land of Israel. So Moshe prepares the most exquisite speech, a, a rebuke, a conversation that he has with his people over the last 37 days of his life. Okay? This is this, how long this goes. Ele gematria, ele is five, lamed is 30, aleph is one, 36, excuse me, 36 days of his life. That's a month and six days. And it's not, uh, it's not that he's giving one long speech. I don't think anyone would have sat that long. But uh, even the Jewish people in Dordea. But they break it up every day. They went to the Bet Midrash. Moshe came and he spoke to them again. And he said, my children, I need you to remember. Listen to the mistake that we made uh, with the golden calf. The mistake that we made in Dizahav, like Rashi says, when we had too much gold. What were the mistakes that we made when we had too much then he talks about other places, each place that they visited. He references them silently, chatserot. Chatserot means courtyards, where each house has its own courtyard. He was referencing the machloket of Korach, where everybody tried to look out only, like they say, for their own backyard and, uh, and not worry about people, not worry about what everybody as a community needed. He pointed out in gentle terms, and the rabbis ask, if you waited until the end of your life, to give the Musar. And that's, by the way, the right time to give the harshest Musar. Because when someone's about to pass away, there can't be any ulterior motives. It can't be that you're trying to force a situation to go a certain way, any way you're dead in just a short amount of time. Now that's true, even about someone who has to give rebuke when he's alive. But he could learn to give over the rebuke as if it was about, as if he was about to pass away. You could imagine a child sitting at his father's bedside saying, you know, what, you know tell me, what is it that I think, what you think I should do? You know, Dad, you know me better than anybody. How, you know, what's the, what should I change? How should I improve? In that space, the kid, his heart is open and it's receptive. So we can create that scenario, that environment of giving rebuke, of telling someone that he's doing maybe not the right thing in such a language and with such a, uh, a feeling that they're ready, ready, willing, and able to be able to take that on. But one of the tricks that Moshe Rabbeinu uses in giving rebuke is, he says, Dizahav. Why doesn't he say exactly what he meant? He said, you built an Egel, you shouldn't have done it, it was Abu Dazara, we're going to suffer because of that forever. What do you, you know, you shouldn't do that, make sure you don't do it again. The answer is something which is so simple, and again, couched in human terms, ultra-human terms. 
If there's something insignificant or inconsequential about your relationship, I asked you about your honeymoon, you know, something stupid, it's not a relevant thing. You know, do you remember the time we went to the restaurant and the guy bought you Caesar salad instead of Greek salad? The person might not remember. You're like, no, no, you remember that restaurant? The one on the corner and the waiter was wearing the, the silly yellow shirt with the tassels hanging from the, the you bring all the detail, find the person's like, oh my gosh, I, yeah, I remember, you know, because it's, it's inconsequential. When someone makes the biggest mistake of their life in a, in, a, uh, in a relationship, and we all make mistakes, and the other partner needs to reference that mistake, it doesn't require any detail at all. All you have to say is, and you remember this, guys, even with your best friends, you know, you get to go to someone's wedding, you're giving a best man speech, you say, all I need to say is Mexico. Everyone starts laughing. All I need to say is 1987. That's it. The detail of the year, the place is enough. Because if it makes such a mark on a person without any detail at all, the brain immediately jumps there because it knows that that's such an important thing. Moshe understands that the Jewish people know that they made a mistake. They made teshuvah. They don't need to be hammered with all the details which would indicate that to them it was inconsequential or insignificant. He pays them the dignity of of uh, acting as if and speaking as if they know and he knows that they know how important and how wrong they were about this thing. So all he needs to say is just remember. There's a great phrase that they use in England, in America, it's called remember the Alamo. If you go to England, they say remember, remember the 5th of November. Very famous. That was the night of Guy Fawkes when he tried to blow it, put a bomb underneath where they had their parliament, okay? So all you need to say is 5th of November. All you need to say is the Alamo. And that's enough. It was such an important event. Rabotai, there will come times when we need to say something to the people in our lives. And to stand by and do nothing is actually being part of the problem. You need to engage. When someone is doing something that's hurting themselves, that's bad for them, if you stand by and you do nothing, you let them hurt, it's just as much your fault as it is theirs. Because you knew and you could have said something. But be careful how you speak. Choose your words. Don't mince words, but at the same time, don't add them. As short and as succinct as possible so that the person understands that you're respecting their space, you're respecting their, uh, you know, their effort in this story. And when you treat them with that kind of respect, then when the time comes that you need to tell them off, they're ready, willing, and able to take the Musar from you. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen, amen. Rabbi Chalanya.